Hello, this is Elsa, and you're listening to the I Do Podcast, episode 22 to be exact. It's a special one because it's a podcast inception, or should I say podception, with Katie Myers from KSAT's SA Live. So you can listen to the other half of the two-part series on her podcast, Coffee with Katie. Take a listen. It was a blast to record, and we talk about our teenage selves and what we'd tell those girls now. Oh, oh shoot. we're live. We are on live. Um, so this is our setup, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this is actually like the step up because we were doing it off my phone for like the first 20 episodes. But here's the deal. Like, and I knew going into this too, like, you just have to do what you can with what you have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you make it work with your phone. You realize that it's going to work invest a little more realize it's gonna work yeah and i have super props for just doing it this is baby steps for us i wonder yeah. if it's too big in here i think can you hear hello it? hello Do you want my headphones no it's okay you want me to just <laughs> <laughs> hello <laughs> what do you need to know, I know. <laughs> so this is at, okay, so we are recording yeah. this is a two for episode so um you guys can go to katie's podcast and then you can come listen to ours or vice versa and um, have the two-for-one deal. It's Inception. It is Inception. It's Podcast Inception. <laughs> Episode. Podception. Oh. More wine. Just kidding. <laughs> okay. No, no, more wine. Um, so teen selves. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a chunky episode to like get through, I think. Yeah. What were you like as a teen? Well, can we have introduce her introduce her? herself? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, I want to jump in. Um, yeah, tell us about you. Okay, my name's Katie Myers. Um, I'm a television producer by trade. I've been doing that for 12 years now. I know it's a long time, but um, I just, I love creativity. Um, I love just like thinking about big ideas and how to execute them. Um, I'm also now a podcaster to a daughter and a sister and a friend and um, a happy person. Yes. Yeah. Positivity is key. I know. I love being positive. So it's a little what, overwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> what was your trajectory t- from where you started to how you where you are now? I went to school for broadcast journalism. Mm-hmm. Um, before that, my mom had were you a, a Buckeye. A, no, 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 no. My parents were both Buckeyes. Okay. I was a Bobcat. So, Ooh! Mm-hmm. Wait, what school? Ohio University. Nice. And Ohio University has a great journalism program, so I went there and um, dove right in. Before that, though, growing up, my mom owned a publishing company, mm-hmm. so she produced local newspapers and some local books and. So she taught me everything I know about writing and reporting and photography and layout and, I mean, selling, advertising and mm-hmm. everything. So she got me to where I knew that was what I wanted to do. Then I went to school. I had three different internships um, that solidified that I wanted to be in television, not print, although I do love writing. Um, I just was super obsessed with the fact that I could write something, but then also put a visual with it. Yeah. Um, and then um, I got my first job. I stayed in the town, the small little town that um, my school was in. And I 
reported and anchored and produced and like did everything. And I only did that for a short amount of time because then I got a job in Cleveland mm. at 19 Action News, and it was very action packed. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very action packed. Um, I mean, this was around LeBron starting, right? Yes, it was. Uh, it the was. Decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it was. And, um, but we also had like a very creative writing style where, like, literally, instead of saying, you know, that the alleged gunman, you know, entered the store at 11 p.m., you'd say, um, the shooter busted into the building, <laughs> guns blazing. Oh. No joke. That's how I had to write for this television station. And it was, like, super fun, right? I yeah. mean, because yeah. to say, like, to write that and have somebody say it, it's pretty <laughs> insane. But at the same time, it kind of challenged my, like, belief system a little bit on what news should be. So um, after a year there, I um, got a different job in the same market in Cleveland at Fox 8, which was the station I grew up watching. So it was like a super um, proud accomplishment for me and my parents and my family. And I stayed there for two years. Um, I started the weekend morning show there with my co-producer and um, just had the best time. Mm -hmm. So then I I left for love and um, spent a year and a half in Georgia. I got married. Um, He is in the Air Force. We moved here. We got stationed here. Um, we ended up getting a divorce here, but I also got my lovely, lovely, wonderful job here at KSAT at SA Live and um, relaunched myself in lifestyle and in programming instead of being in news. Mm-hmm. And so I've been really, really happy here. And as I just announced, I'm moving to Houston. So yeah, big the, move. The journey continues, and I'm happy to have it continue in um, Texas. Texas and in you know a bigger market and in. Um, more importantly, like good news mm-hmm. that we can focus on the good stuff because there's so much negativity. I feel really strongly about putting the good news on a platform. You know, how is that running such like a positivity based show, a happy go lucky show in such an environment? Dark times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's you know, a lot of people want to come on the show and talk about their issues. Uh You know, a lot of times when we get issues or pitches, people want to talk about the tough things that are happening in our city. And there are platforms for that. There are so many platforms for talking about the negative and also the, the, um, struggle to make the negative a positive, you know, all the change makers that are really working and dedicating their time to make things that were our city struggling with a better place you know, a better place to live. But at the end of the day, that's just not what our platform is based on. And so we've had to tell a lot of people no, um, not because their issues aren't important, but because we have to do our duty of spreading positivity. Mm-hmm. Um, but it feels really good. So what is it like? It feels really good because at the end of the day, people tell us that they watched and their days were made better or they laughed or they were inspired and, that's everything, mm-hmm. you know. Um, people need to be informed. They need to watch the news. And if you don't, you should do something to learn the news. But um, I feel really good to have that mission because everybody needs to be more positive. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> yeah. Life's better when you're happy. 
It's true. It's true. I've also had a couple of glasses of wine, so <laughs> it's easier to be happy. Cabernet. Yeah. Cabernet with Katie. Um, that was a lot. I feel oh, like wow. Out, yeah. Too much? No. no. Oh, okay. Not at all. Because we, like, you know, decided to podception each other, but I didn't really know all of that about you, so that was fun to learn. Yeah. yeah. I haven't been super open about it either. You know, and I'm excited to be doing a podcast where I get to kind of use my voice and share my story. And it's only coming out a little bit at a time now. Eventually, I'll share the whole thing. But, um, you know, I'm learning from each woman that's brave enough to come forward and share what they've gone through. And it's giving me the strength to be more open about those things, too. Mm -hmm. Can we jump in now? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for being here, Katie. Thank you yeah. for having me. I'm so excited. I actually have never been a guest on a podcast. Really? You're yeah. on the other side. I know. <laughs> it's weird. You know, I was like, you're like a very behind the scenes person. I know. So. I know. But it's so funny. Are you going <laughs> to? So. Oh, I thought you had questions on here. No. No. Okay. So as far as. Um, Going through like what you have and knowing what you know now, what kind of if you were talking to your teenage self, like what kind of things or what kind of advice? Let's kind of go back though. What were you like as a teen? Oh yeah, good question. Like what was teen Katie like? Yeah. So, what was how about preteen Katie? Ooh. I feel like preteen Katie. Tween Katie. <laughs> yeah, I had two older brothers, and um, I really looked up to them, and. So, like, preteen Katie was super tomboy. Um, you know, you remember, like, the Bermuda shorts? Mm -hmm. Like, I couldn't have a short that was, like, shorter than that. Like, and I had this, like, butt cut. Oh, my god! You know what yeah. I'm talking about? Right yeah. down the middle. We're and I have, have to unearth these photos, by the way. What, yeah. what is a butt cut? Like, like a, a bowl cut. A butt, a, it's like a butt crack cut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll share one with you if you want to put it on oh, yeah. your social media. That would be amazing. And um, my, I have this family picture, and like me and my brother have the exact same oh, haircut. Man. It's bad. <laughs> so um, I feel like I started my teens off a little bit wonky because I was so. But like, whoever goes into their teenage years like gracefully, uh -huh. like yeah. when you're going through that many hormonal changes, period, yeah, yeah, like it's rough. it can't be graceful. Mm -hmm. Can it? Were you? No. Yeah. Are you kidding me? No. Yeah, I want to know what you guys were like, too. I mean, but, like, teen, teen Katie was really unsure of herself. Mm -hmm. um, I got really into church um, probably right around 13. And so I really dove in there. I felt like I had a really good group of friends there. Um, I also spent most of my life in a public school and right around my teen years I switched to a private school and so I had kind of two different friend groups mm -hmm. one in my private school one in my public school then I danced as well I, I'm like I danced I tap danced all the way till I was 23 oh wow and so I had like my dance friends and then I had um, my church friends so I um I had, a, pockets, yeah. I had a lot of different pockets and actually I've talked about this with my friends now I don't know if I'm jumping ahead but like I think I watched that um, 13 Reasons Why 
Did you guys watch that? I haven't seen that? it. Whoa. That was a tough Super one. Super deep. Yeah. And after I watched that, me and my girlfriend got on the phone. We're like, why were we never... Because we all struggle with ourselves. We all go through those hormonal stages. Why did we never struggle with suicide? Or, you know, in that moment, her and I at least did not struggle with suicide. And I think it was because um, even though we had been teased or bullied in different areas, we had these pockets like if I was struggling with one group of friends I had another group of friends and I don't know because I'm not super plugged into teens these days that kids have a lot of different pockets you know what I mean yeah they aren't maybe having enough hobbies to happiness hobbies or happiness pockets you know what I mean right um they just kind of see people hating each other on social media and they get super down about it or they see people with seemingly perfect lives and compare themselves. Yeah. I don't know what I would do if I had social media. I don't think as I could a be a teenager right now. Uh-uh. It's mm. too sounds like a pain. Yeah. <laughs> but overall, Katie was a little bit weird. Um, I loved musical theater, loved dance. Um, you know, I loved going to church. It was kind of like an odd. What I felt was an odd kid, but probably pretty seemingly normal. Um, and yeah, I was probably awkward too, yeah. <laughs> and a little boy crazy. I can say that. I mean, confidence. I think we all were, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No? Were you? I was like famous Wait, people you... boy crazy. Yeah. Like yeah. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Oh, yeah. Um, the guy who played. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, the guy who played Benny from The Sandlot. Yeah. Legit. I thought I was going to marry him. If <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> only. Justin Timberlake was mine. Jonathan mm. Taylor Thomas, too, but then came Justin. <laughs> Wait, so what was Elsa like? What was Teen Elsa? Yes, like? tell Teen us. Elsa was. Um, I was actually a little bit of a tomboy too okay. and my friends now like Mike and Robbie don't believe me but I had to tell them like I loved to play basketball in my front yard to where my mom for my 13th birthday she bought me a basketball hoop Aww. and like oh my put gosh. it in the front of the thing and I legit collected basketball cards I don't know why wow. I, just, I had I had a David Robinson rookie basketball card Oh my god! Yeah, and then I'm all that's gonna be worth something. It has to. I wish I could find it. And I remember the Dream Team from 1992, Mm -hmm. like watching those games. And I don't know why I just really liked the sport. But when it, I wasn't confident enough in myself, my abilities, and I didn't like that uniform, that the basketball uniform in high school. So I never got enough guts to actually try out for the team. (laughs) I want to point out that the fashion. Although I would yeah. have been more impressed, I would have expected you to like take it home and like bedazzle, bedazzle it, it <laughs> add some like tassels, yeah, yeah. fringe. So, yeah, I, yeah. And then I didn't. I don't know. I guess my problem solving skills weren't on point because my whole thing was it was a sleeveless uniform, mm-hmm. and I wasn't ready to go sleeveless with the uniform, and I didn't think yeah. to put a t-shirt on underneath. Oh, I put the t-shirt on. <laughs> yes. I was in basketball, I put the t-shirt on, because oh, I, too, yeah. I was, like, so self-conscious, yes. and that's, like, when you're starting to get, like, yeah. underarm hair and underarm sweat, and so, like, no yeah. way am I gonna, like, flash that around. And then the whole idea of people watching me play basketball really freaked me out. Like, I didn't want anybody to see you me. You could have been yes. so good. I could have missed my calling. Yeah, so you could have. You could have been a, what, what they called sparklers no i don't even stars. know stars. 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 Oh, yeah, stars. Stars. stars yeah 
I could have been Becky Hammond's best friend. Uh-huh. No, I think the Silver Stars are the dancers. Oh, the dancers. <laughs> but I think the San Antonio Stars are the... Didn't they change the name, like, last season? Maybe. Uh, I'm out there. Oh, I don't know. We Either way, know. you would have been yeah, there. Yeah. So, who knows? And um, one of my friends, Monica, who actually did play basketball, she's like, okay, we're going to do a one-on-one basketball game. <laughs> and we just keep putting it off and off and off, because I know... Well, now we got to film this. Yeah. Yeah. I know, I know. Yeah. Now I should have just never brought it up. Anyways... Mm-hmm. Um, but we could like do it podcast style (laughs) and we could like kind of like narrate (laughs) what is happening the play by play I'm gonna be uh, Bruce Bowen yeah in this scenario only if we can have the Spurs song intro the one that goes yeah the coyote we had Erica on we could do anything yeah the sky is the limit no so I think being <laughs> we silence <laughs> just a bunch of exclamation points <laughs> and question marks wow oh, that's great God. coyote um but yeah and then growing up as an only child with my mom and having my dad pass away when i was really young it was just her and myself for a long time so i felt kind of like i needed to be on my best behavior at all times so i wasn't really like a rule breaker or a risk taker anything like that um, but I did what I needed to do and I went to an all girls school for high school and that's where I met some of my best friends. But as far as personality wise, I think I was pretty like soft spoken. I didn't want to give anybody too much trouble. Whoa. Um, <laughs> it's a sign from above. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I was pretty, as far as friends are concerned, it was like, like you were saying, Katie, different pockets of friends is just. We had a small class. It was 114 of us, so everybody yeah. was pretty much, as far as I'm concerned, everybody was pretty much friends with everybody. And of course, there was That's little. That's you now, though. Kind of, but there was like little. There was little, little groups here and there. Yeah. But I wasn't really. Um, I was friends with everybody. I wasn't really kind of. Um, what am I trying to say? That's what I'm saying. You're, yeah. you're, that's you now. Like there's you have pockets. It's yeah. all perspective too, though. I think like a lot of the people in my class, we were all just kind of cool with each other yeah. like there was no you know popular crowd or anything I yeah all right Jess what were you like I know that I hated most of middle school like I don't have any photos that I can like think of really yeah oh it was bad like a, a really bad haircut sixth grade was it a butt cut by chance it was <laughs> it was like short dude haircut mm. but I, I get you. thick curly hair mm. so and I didn't know how to use any sort of style tool or cream or whatever so it was just like like it looked like 1980s Tejano star mm. kind of hair Ooh, like wow. Selena curly hair kind of but okay. not but like she works it I was just like what the what the flip is this, mom? <laughs> um, what did you give me? Yeah, I mean, she kind of tricked me. She was like, "We're gonna go get your haircut," and I was like, "Okay." I sit on the chair, and it just starts coming off. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, going into high school, I think I really hated freshman year. It just wasn't fun. Like trying to like, I went to a whole new um, program. Like I didn't really know a whole lot of people. It was just like. I wasn't even zoned to that school, so it was kind of awkward. And, fun fact, um, because I wasn't zoned, they would send out a whole bus to get, like, five kids. Wow. <laughs> so our, our, our drive to school and from school was, like, an hour long. Wow. So there's goodness. But then, 
they decided to, like freshman year of high school they started sending us in the short bus and that was like <laughs> oh. yeah oh. i mean it was it was it was awkward so you literally did people make took fun of you or? i think it was one of those like let's get on the bus quickly like nobody knew where we got picked oh. up and stuff uh-huh. yeah i mean no shame obviously but now but as a freshman kids are mean yeah yeah um, and then later, I did start getting more involved. Like, I ran for um, student office, whatever. Yeah. And I was never in sports, clearly. Um, I'm not coordinated enough. And I was never in band. I was very much so the art kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so I took, I took all of the art classes up until freshman year. No, senior year, where I was like, I've taken all of the art classes I can take. Yeah. Well, let's try theater. Mm-hmm. And that was, it. I did it for a semester, and then the last semester, I was like, well, what about drawing with this one professor that I haven't taken yet? Mm-hmm. And I did it for two weeks, and then I was like, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they sent me to um, the journalism class. Mm-hmm. And then it, that's when the bug stuck. I was like, yeah. oh, that's fun. I want to tell stories. Uh, yeah. Here we are. Um, I was in yearbook for two years, three years, maybe. Wow. Yeah, no, I didn't do yearbook. It was a little paper uh, for just that half semester. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it was fun, but... Um, I had braces and glasses and really bad acne, not like Accutane level of bad, mm-hmm. but like bad enough that I was like, ugh. Super self-conscious. Yeah. I, um, I had back knee too. Ooh. Acne and back knee. Through like junior year of high school, mm-hmm. I think maybe like junior year prom, they finally took off the top ones. Mm. And then like sophomore year, I got contacts and everybody was like, whoa, look at your face. <laughs> <laughs> That's different. Um, yeah, that was Teen Jessica. She was very angsty for sure. Were you a, like gothy? I was emo. Oh, you were emo without knowing that I was emo. Okay. And then like when I went into college and I learned all those bands, I was like, oh, this is this is me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always like senior year, I ended up wearing a bunch of like goofy shorts, uh, shirts. Mm-hmm. So it would say like. Um, like fork off but it was like a fork <laughs> um stuff like that and it was just like eh. nobody was gonna say anything because i was yeah. like a good kid i had good grades uh, and i was like a class officer but then i'm wearing this stupid shirt it was like my only i want to be friends rebellion. with team you yeah. you sound the coolest out of all of us <laughs> no way elsa and i are wearing our t-shirts to <laughs> basketball <laughs> practice and you're like killing it no 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 <laughs> And it's funny when you say that because I thought I was just like the change. biggest nerd. I was just like, yeah. ugh. I think we all thought we were the biggest nerds. Yeah. I think watching shows like 13 Reasons Why or whatever, and like the one that just came out recently, um, To All the Boys I've Loved Before. Have you seen it yet? I oh, I haven't. It's so I heard it's good. It's very like 16 Candles. Like Aww. that guy is very similar to Jake Ryan. <gasps> all right. Putting it out there. Sign us up. Yeah. Um, but it kind of put, especially now in the 30s, I'm just like, I don't connect with them. I connect with their parents. I'm always like, why would you do that? Oh, oh my God. yeah. Stop mm-hmm. Oh, in the movie. Go tell your oh, mom. Yeah. Go yes. tell your mom right now. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. And I would have never told my mom if I was having issues. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, oh. oh anyway. What is that show that you were saying that you couldn't decide? It wasn't... Um, it wasn't oh Thirteen Reasons. No, it wasn't Blackish. It was oh, Grownish. Grownish. Yeah. Uh-huh. I haven't seen that you one. Haven't seen it. No. It's a spinoff of the older do- oldest daughter, mm-hmm. and she goes off to college, and it's, it's kind great. of like the issue. Oh, Blackish, but it's Grownish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's mm-hmm. fun. So, so Chloe it's a cute goes show. off to 
college. Or yeah, it's really fun. And it's her first year, and it's just like, it's some of the stuff is real life. You know, I mean, she's doing Admiral second episode, mm-hmm. so you're just like, oh, that's that's pretty real. She's drinking. And yeah, she's not 21. And you're just like, oh. mm-hmm. and so that's when I'm like, oh, I feel more like her parents than I do. <laughs> yeah, like teenage uh-huh. self. I know. Yeah. Yeah. So what would you tell yourself? Well, since we just talked about it, like, this second, it would be, like, listen to my parents. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they actually knew what they were talking about. <laughs> I didn't learn that lesson until I was 30. <laughs> yeah, no, same. I mean, like, everything that they tried to instill in me has come true. Um, and, of course, it did. I mean, they were both business owners. Um, they traveled around the country a ton before they... Um, settled down in Cleveland um they just lived like really full and good lives and of course they were right and but when you're a kid it was like everything they said you had to like do the opposite or just stop mom stop or um I was I really latched on to my um youth pastor and Okay. <laughs> I know, I was just going to say that. Go for it. So I really, since I was doubting my parents so much, really relied on like my youth pastor or um, at the time my brother's wife, who's now his ex-wife, like I would call her all the time and be like, this happened to me today. And so while my parents were like an untrusted source for some reason of knowledge, um, I did have people that I could go to to bounce life experiences off of yeah. um, and I really really super duper appreciate that and would hope to foster that if I were ever to have kids like make sure they had relationships with people that were older than them because I think that parent teen relationship can really struggle mm-hmm. but teens do need guidance from people who are older than them who have lived it to tell them and show them that like there's more to life than teen dumb. Mm-hmm. There's more to life than your teen angst. Was Aunt Yaya like that for you, maybe? I think so. Because she's so cool. My aunt, my aunt Linda, I call her Yaya because I couldn't say Linda when I was little. She was 25 when I was born, so we're 25 years apart. And mm-hmm. She was always like my number two mom. Yeah. Um, so I know like a few, the example that comes into mind right now is um, when I was learning how to drive. My mom would get frustrated sometimes, so then Yaya would take me. Mm-hmm. I remember going with Yaya and my little cousin Trevor because they lived with us at the time, um, and she would take me to drive sometimes. But I don't think it, because um, I had relationships with both my mom and my aunt. I think it was just like an older sister type mm-hmm. of relationship, yeah. and especially now too because I think we can relate to each other a little bit more. Yeah. Wait, but, so are you an only child? No, wait, she has two brothers. brothers. Yeah, they're old. They're, they're old. <laughs> they're, I was going to say they're older than me um, 12, by 12 and 14 years. Yeah. Okay. So it's oh, almost wow. like I had three dads. Yeah. Ooh. To a certain extent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How's that? Was that? A, that was a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But they, they, my brothers are so great. Um, and so is my dad. They're awesome people. Well, that's good. Yeah, they're just good. See, I was the oldest of two and like first generation and like, my my youngest aunt would be the closest person that I guess I could have talked to, mm-hmm. but she was also like eight when I was born, mm-hmm. so there was a gap. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, uh, I don't know. I feel like I could have been better for my sister. I think a, a lot of it was just like, um, comp- like a lot of competition. With you and your sister? Mm-hmm. Wow. Just like, well, Jessica has all the A's and look at Jessica this and Jessica that. And I mean, it's something that we've struggled with for a lot of our grown times. Mm-hmm. I actually saw that with my brothers. Yeah. They're only two years apart from each other and they are super different and people are constantly comparing them. Uh, they both have strengths. Right. They are both strong in way different areas but they would constantly say well one's the better athlete one's the better in school one and they were just constantly being compared yeah and so that sounds kind of like what you were going I through. mean we're only three and a half years apart so just kind of on the cusp like my senior year she was a freshman and we didn't go to the same schools and that was actually a good thing mm-hmm. because up until then we had gone to the same schools mm-hmm. and it was just constant like Oh, you were you're Jessica's, Jessica's sister. sister, and it's like ugh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's good that you can identify that though, being now. Jessica. Right. Yeah. But do you think she goes through that now? I think sometimes when people find out, and that's why we don't talk about each other. I mean, no, she doesn't talk to people about me, and I don't really talk about people to her. Uh, wait, that didn't make sense. Talk why? to her. Talk, talk to other about people her. about her. Yeah. Um. Just because she's she's in the food industry and it's kind of awkward to like, you want, we don't want anyone to think that she got anywhere because of me. Yeah. Period. I mean, her bosses didn't even find out that we were related until at least a year in. Mm-hmm. And they were like, And y'all oh, have the same should... last name? Yeah. And same city? Yep. Wow. Yeah. So. And they were like, what, you were going to say something? Oh, they were just like, oh, you should have just told us and we would have hired you right on the spot. And I'm like, uh, yeah, no. Exactly. That's so the pissed. whole point. She was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, But yeah, I think that was hard for both of us, just kind of me having to be this like perfect example and her having to measure up to someone who was talked up. Because I, was, I wasn't perfect, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So what would you tell your teen self? Yeah. Um, I would probably... I felt the need to be like a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't really know an example of what I would have done differently, but I feel like just owning who you are and in your own skin um, is important. And then also like mm-hmm. I've learned this recently is the power or the ability to say no mm-hmm. instead of just saying yes to everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I think with less, um, with less free time, I've gotten better at saying no to the things that, that, like you were. I don't even remember when we were saying this, but you were able to it's weed been a out. Long night. <laughs> <laughs> we're able to weed out um, the things that don't serve you, mm-hmm. and so um, I think that is just like own your power of of no. Like if you don't want to do something, don't do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I like jotted down about my teendom and like what I would tell myself is like to take better care of myself um I and I don't think that I like really started taking care of myself until like this past year and I mean taking care of myself like outside inside everything like Mm -hmm. right down to um I mean if you I'm like one of the palest people I know and I like went to the tanning beds Uh uh-huh And, like, I never accomplished anything. I can't get tan if I tried. And um, 
like, why did I do that to my body, you know, and wearing sunscreen or, like, even having, like, a good skincare regimen or, like, I grew up in a Polish family, so it wasn't a meal unless it had a potato mm. or a noodle in it. Right. It's kind of like, you know, y'all's tamales yep. yeah. or, or your tortillas, you mm-hmm. know, we ate just salt and noodles every day. And so I just, like, would have wanted to start learning how to take care of myself sooner. Yeah. You know, because now that you're, we're in our 30s, mm-hmm. it's like life is starting to catch up to us. I mean, I still feel very youthful, but, like, my knees hurt sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, what? My knees hurt? <laughs> like, you know, th- I think, like, just to start taking care of yourself earlier and starting those practices earlier would have been like really helpful I totally feel you on that I probably would have told you know 14 15 year old Jessica like go to the gym and no one's looking at you I promise no Mm. one's looking at you yeah and even if they are who cares Mm -hmm. (laughs) because you know I've struggled I struggled with that in my 20s and it's like oh, I don't want to go because I don't want people to look at this jiggle or look at that. And it's just like, but they don't get to carry around the extra weight that, you know, hurts when you're going up and down the stairs. Mm-hmm. So I feel that. And they all have their own jiggle. Right. We all have our own jiggles. Like, yeah. That we're, we're self-conscious about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're going to the gym because we're concerned about ourselves. <laughs> we're not going because we're concerned about right. you or, you know, the next person. I agree. Just taking better care of myself. I feel like that's what a lot of what I've learned of having the boutique is everybody has something that they're uncomfortable mm-hmm. with within themselves. Mm-hmm. So if you were to realize that, that everybody's worried about themselves, you wouldn't be as worried as what other people yeah. are thinking about you. Because nobody's thinking and about you. Yeah. About so wear those skinny jeans or like wear that crop top or whatever. Like nobody, people are too busy worrying about themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's got to feel really good. And we've never talked about this before, but, like, you have to feel, you should feel if you don't, like, so good that, like, people walk out of your store feeling confident probably with what you've been able to, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm, Like, mm -hmm. it sounds silly to say that, like, every time I have a big life moment or, like, a big meeting, I go out and I buy a new outfit because of what it does to my confidence. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I've had a lot of people. It, it's kind of weird because it's a point where you're like, okay, are people saying this just to say this, or they they're saying it like because they really do feel it or they do experience own it. it. But I'll have yeah, I'll have people. <laughs> I have to own. I have to own my Aitu moment because yeah. people will be like, oh my gosh, I wore this top out and I got so many compliments on it, and you don't really know if people are saying that because they're there at the store and they want you to know that you they wore the top that you think or if like if it actually did happen um but yeah i've had comments like that or people say that they enjoy getting dressed in the morning because they really like the clothes that they have or that they have um like their closet is more bright now instead of all black that makes me yeah. happy too yeah yeah so what would you tell teen katie career wise mm. Like, what did teen Katie want to be when she grew up? So I actually wrote that down, too. um, Because I can't go into anything unprepared. (laughs) Um, Were you in the Girl Scouts? No. uh, No, I was for, like, a hot minute. But, like, I didn't. I wasn't, like, the. um, I did, like, three years, maybe. Yeah. It was, like, the cool thing to do for a couple years. Um, 
So I loved and I still love musical theater. Um, and if I don't have many regrets, but I do regret like not keeping up with my voice or flexing that muscle more in my adult life. And I listen to other podcasts or I read other blogs or um, people who have made it in the musical theater, theater world or the acting world and their journeys and how they were like, well, I was just passionate about this and so I did it. Um, I would... I would like to flex that muscle maybe in my future. You know what I mean? And I think I really enjoyed doing it in my teen years and I wish I could go back and just tell myself, well, if you really like it, like you could do that. Mm -hmm. You know, you could go and try and do that. Um, I do not regret being a journalist or going to journalism school. That is my most valuable skill. But I mean, moving to a bigger city, I'm like really excited about potentially maybe going into some improv classes or um that would because, be awesome. Yeah, I just and I've gotten so many questions throughout my career, like, don't you wanna be on camera? Don't you wanna be in front of the camera? And the answer is a very genuine no. I do not want to be a reporter. I do not want to be on TV in that way. But I would really enjoy like playing a role in front of a camera. So, um, I don't know, maybe kind of exploring that again, but in terms of what I would say to my teen self is like, if you really feel passionate about something and it's not normal or it's not like the traditional, it's going to make you a lot of money job, still go do it. You know, my dad even said about journalism, he's like, you're never going to make any money in journalism. Do you have the same dads? Yeah. <laughs> you know, my dad was like, you're only going to ever make money if you start your own network. And I was like, well, why can't I start my own network? Right. Um, so I was constantly told that I wasn't going to make money doing it, and I did it anyway. But I was even more told that I was never going to make money doing musical theater. Mm-hmm. So... Um, you know, I just listen to yourself, like listen to your heart, listen to what you're passionate about and don't listen to the people around you that are trying to say you're not going to make any money because just like we talked about in the podcast you can hear on my platform, it's um, just, I lost my train of thought. Just do it. Just do it. Well, no, I lost my whole train of thought yes. there. Oh. <laughs> Shit. So we were talking about the big moves and facing your fears. Facing your fears. And doing things that might not make money for you. Yes. Damn. Can we, <laughs> can we edit this? Man! No, I totally lost it, but like, also go listen to Coffee with Kate. Yeah. No, I just, that's what exactly. I was trying to get across, but um, no. Listen to your heart. Do what you're passionate about. And um, screw the naysayers. Yeah. Screw all You don't ways. need to edit this. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> We keep it real. It's okay. Wait, so we haven't asked about Coffee with Katie. So, yeah, when did (gasps) that happen? Two months ago. Um, And I feel like it's my first step of finding a way to speak my own mind and have my own voice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Being in television for so long, I've always wrote for other people and other people have always spoke my words. And that's a very powerful thing. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. I mean, and I love what I do, but I have been craving, you know, having my own voice and contributing to something that I'm passionate about, contributing to this women empowerment movement and um, that I feel like I'm in a really good place and that I could 
potentially spread that positivity or inspire somebody feels really good. So, um, yeah, just two months. Um, it's been kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It, it took about off. You, but it's a lot more work than I thought it would be. <laughs> yeah, I've got, you know, I wanted to do, and I still plan to do, like, a how-to episode, you know, how to launch your podcast. But when I was kind of preparing for it, I was reading this blog, and it was, like, the five steps or whatever. You know how we love those five steps. Mm-hmm. And um, it was, like, the number one was, like, commit. Yep. And I read that and I was like, ah, yeah, I got this. Like, of course, <laughs> I, you know, I got a name picked out. We're good. And then like, I keep coming back to that blog post like over and over and over. Cause I'm like, ah, oh, it's Monday again. Yep. Like mm-hmm. I've got to spend my entire Sunday doing this and I don't want it to make it sound like it's a chore because it is not. But I, it is I love it. It's an extra thing to do. It's an yeah. extra thing to do, especially when you've got a very full-time job, mm-hmm. an over full-time job. And um, it is worth it in the end because I know people have benefited from it. Um, but at the same time, like if I didn't love it, there's no way I could do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think you guys know the same thing. It's, it's so much more than what you hear. You've got to book it. I mean, you've got to prepare for it. Align your scheduling. Align yeah. your schedules. You've got more than one person that you're working with. There's the technology aspect. Yep. And I know that you guys almost just lost a podcast, you know, and then there's that stress of that happening and the te- the technology is super stressful. So, um, it's just not as easy it look- as it looks on the surface, Yeah. but I enjoy it an immense amount. So it's worth it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Agreed. What would you tell Teen Nosa? Yeah. Uh, Teen Nosa. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. The other thing. Yeah. Oh, I talked about <laughs> Sorry, the other thing, yeah, we kind of have been drinking a little bit. Yeah, um, coffee with Katie with a cake. That's what it was. <laughs> That's the theme of today. Cabernet with Katie. Or Cabernet with Katie. Um, the other thing I would say is I was always stressed out because I went to a private school, so it was, and it was college prep. So it was, uh, on top of that, it was like my first foray for foray. Um, into grades and everything because I went to this Montessori school Aww. and you don't have grades, you don't have classes, you're just like butterflies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got a rainbow on you your st- Yes, exactly. There was no grades. Your color red. <laughs> yes. Yeah. What is your aura? No, yeah. we like learned about what we felt like learning about, kind of, oh. and then we had some kind of structure. I didn't know that. That's fun. Yeah. So it's I fun that I until you go. Yeah. It's fun until you go from that and then to like a rigorous college prep structure. (laughs) So I don't necessarily, I mean, I threw myself into it because that's what, I didn't have really a choice. That's what was expected of me. And so I stressed out all the time. Like out of all my group of five or six friends, I was the one that was like literally pulling, not pulling my hair out, but stressing out and like studying until three o'clock in the morning, falling asleep on the dining room table um just like hanging on by uh, by a thread and what nothing so you would tell teen also to study less no i would say to like (laughs) (laughs) i would study more chill out yeah and not not freak out over like things will work out the way that they need to work out you don't need to add extra stress to yourself i feel like i would do the opposite in the sense of like school was really easy for me Uh uh-huh for the most part, up until like chemistry and like calculus, mm-hmm. I was like, ah, wah. <laughs> but otherwise it was fine. I kind yeah. of like coasted. Mm-hmm. I feel like I would tell Jessica, like, girl, you need to focus. 
mm-hmm. because going off to college by myself with no like safety net of like, yeah. are you doing your homework? Mm-hmm. Ooh, sophomore year was no fun. Yeah, but I think that's also like, I don't know. I had to was... like re-fall in love with like learning. Uh-huh. Because at first I was like, I got this, no big deal. And yeah. then I was like, oh my God, biology is hard. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I had the opposite experience where I did all my stressing out during high school. And then in college, it was kind of like, okay, I got this. I've already been through four years of this. Yeah. Let's do this. And let's go to the party on Saturday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I just did parties. I don't know. I think it's more, for me, it was like, I would have, I would give my teen self more permission to make mistakes mm-hmm. along your lines yeah. of like, um, you know, my mom being sick, and I have not shared that, so surprised. Um, but, like, she was sick. My parents were always dealing with that. Like, I went to church. I studied. Mm-hmm. I got decent grades. I went to bed on time. Like, I was not a problem child. Mm-hmm. And I worked really hard to do that. But especially looking at college, like, it's okay, you know, if you miss class. It's okay if you want to, like, go out the night before an exam, you know. I think that those life experiences you're never gonna get back. Like you mm-hmm. are, there is never another time like college. Mm-mm. You are never gonna be in that environment yeah. ever again. Do all the things. Were you like, in a sorority? Yes. Ooh, so was mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I was. And you know, two of my best friends are from that sorority, mm-hmm. and I remember like very specific times being like, "No, I can't go out tonight." And they would go out, and they would come home, and they would have pizza, and it would be awesome. And I'd be <laughs> like, oh, I was just studying, or I watched a movie by myself. And, I, I mean, if I could go back, I mean, I guess it's teen self, right? Because it's 18, but, yeah, like, it's okay. Like, it's okay to, like, be bad a little bit. You know, you don't need to follow all the rules. You don't need to be perfect. Um, so I agree. I feel like that's not just teen self. It's, like, 30-year-old self, 25-year-old self. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to be perfect. And bringing it back to kind of this women thing, you know, is it also a discussion about being a woman too at this point? Like, I feel like I cannot go into a meeting without being... Or this podcast. Or this podcast, (laughs) you know, without having a spreadsheet and a PowerPoint and a Prezi or, you know, a new outfit. And it's in part because I'm surrounded by mostly people that are 20 years my senior but then also mostly men and um not that I would change that because I I would also recommend that everybody be prepared for their things but um I don't know is it also like a teen woman thing I don't know (sighs) it's probably like a mix and also it could be a whole nother episode yeah (laughs) okay sorry (laughs) We're gonna have Once to again, go to Houston, we, yeah. record there. Road trip. And do it on the river, the, the, what is it, the Texas shaped. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. We'll go to the marquee, we'll film it on the water. I have some customers, um, some of my regulars, they work at that hotel. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if we do go, I can come in and get us a room. We're going. I have a two bedroom. So, oh, my goodness. And it's just me, so <laughs> I've got room. <laughs> <laughs> well, anything else? I don't think so. I think we did pretty well. I feel really bad that I lost my train of thought there. Like, no, completely. Katie. Are you kidding me? Uh, it all the time. Yeah. It's late. <laughs> it's late. It's 10 o'clock. Thank you so much, the, Katie. Yeah, it's 10.15. This is Whoa. almost oh, wow. like... I usually go to bed at... I'm not even going to say it. I'm such a nerd. Yeah. 
Oh, that's going to make me feel real guilty. I just hope, though, like, if teens are listening, that they, like, believe in themselves. Yeah. You know? And I just can't even imagine being a teen at this age. Like, social media is not the end-all, be-all. And um, there's life after high school. Yeah. Biggest thing, I think, especially for teens right now, who are living their lives on social media is that there is life after high school. So um, true. Yeah. And your best life happens after high school. Also so true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd argue that your best life happens after 30. I'm on that. I'm on that vibe. Yeah. I'm not mad at that. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I had a quarter life crisis at 25. I was like, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about it. I was like, yes, bring it. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Well, thank you again for being here with us. Thanks, or wait, guys. letting us come hang out with I you. I know. <laughs> right by the Riverwalk. Thank you, guys. So, tell us what you do in terms of self-care. Self-care is a new thing for me. For all of us, I think. Yeah. I think there's a conversation happening that, um, you know, is definitely prioritizing it. So, that's really good. But also, do you feel like it kind of stresses you out? Um, what you don't self care Is it enough? adding something to your to-do list? Like, God dang it. I yeah. didn't self-care no. today. No, because, <laughs> like, right, for me, doing some sort of act, active, being active is a self-care item for me. Okay. And being active does not mean going in and, like, lifting weights, like, or running a million miles. It's, like, literally going and taking a walk. Um, sometimes it's taking a class. Um, and right now I have not done any of that in two weeks. Nice. And, um... I am, it doesn't stress me out that I haven't done it. I'm tired. Mm. I'm more irritable. Um, and that's a huge identifier is that I haven't done anything active in two weeks. Yeah. And I have a reason. I mean, I'm like yeah. super dealing with a big life change, but I can identify that that makes me happy and it calms me down and it balances me out. Yeah. So um, that is one of my self-care items is anything active. I mean... I just started running, which is, like, super foreign to me. Um, and I can only do it in, like, 10-minute stretches at this point. But it's super rewarding when I do it. So um, anything active is a really big self-care item. That's a good one. Taking care of my skin is, like, very important to me. I've got – I just invested this year in a very – um, probably indulgent skincare line that's really helped me. What is it called? Um, Dr. Dennis Gross. Oh, I've heard of that one. <sighs> Sophia Marissa from um, Girl Boss uses that one. Yeah. How indulgent are we talking about? It's is it like more expensive than Tatcha. I don't know Tatcha. Tatcha is like like so my face cream like my moisturizing cream is like eighty dollars. Dang. Yeah. And How much, do you know how many ounces? Not judging. Um, it's like this big. I know in a podcast (laughs) you can't see that. It's a pretty decent size. Like it'll last me like a couple months. Okay. Like probably four or five months. It's like a facial. Yeah, Yeah. your skin does look good. Shut up because I'm breaking out right now. Where? (laughs) You're moving though. Like if you weren't breaking out, I'd be pissed. Oh my God. You just made my life. But like since I've invested in my skincare my whole life, I felt so much better Uh, and like I've got these um, moisturizing face masks mm -hmm. and um, I do one like once a month and I save it for like hell week Mm -hmm. and if you guys know I mean if you're a woman and you're listening you know what hell week is Um, because it's like cooling and I just sit there and it's like the best 
Have y'all seen the meme? I'm sorry to interrupt you. No. There was a meme I saw last night, and I laughed to myself uh, so loud. It was this lady, and she said she had a, a moisturizing face mask, and then she had a hair mask, but her TV was off, and she was reading, she was scrolling on her phone, and she looked up, and she scared herself, because she thought that it was a monster. <laughs> in the television screen. I'm going to see if I can find it. Oh, so like, true life, that's like what I look like when I'm <laughs> doing my self-care routine. Um, Hell Week is huge for me. Um, I do all these self-care things during mm. Hell Week. Or Hell Week. Um, I do meal prep. Like I order my meals oh. for Hell, Hell Week. Um, and that was a suggestion from my therapist because um, I super care about eating healthy and preparing my meals because if I don't I'm going to Whataburger every night right. yeah and so she was like why don't you try this and I was like light bulb went out of, of course so once a month I do meal prep um, I order the meals it's like $130 from the company that I go with and um, it just saves I saves me so much headache that week that's a good idea mm -hmm. I didn't even think about that so yeah being active skincare um, and just taking care of really myself in general um meal prep and then therapy is huge for me in my self-care routine because i don't think that i really realized until last year that i had mental health issues that i needed to address and furthermore like pretty much everyone in my hereditary chain has had mental health problems um so it feels really good to be taking care of that I also don't do it enough because full disclosure, it's a cost a lot of money. Yeah. And um, that's a huge problem, I believe, in our healthcare system and in our government that I have to pay almost $200 to go yeah. see something that is integral for like a happy and healthy life for myself. Um, so that's something that I would love to advocate for a little bit more. Um, but yeah, it's huge. Yeah. Yeah. You can make a whole life's <laughs> fashion out of that. I know. It's a lot. But yes, therapy, staying active, meal prep, skincare. It's a good combo. Those are good. Yeah. It's like a quadrant. Like and my planner. <gasps> Do you have one of those Erin Condren ones? I just learned of these things. Oh, I don't and have it with me. Like I just turned around like it should be by my side at all times. <laughs> it was like 50 bucks, and I was like, wow. I don't know if I want to plan that much. Mine was $12 from Target, yeah. and it's um, an hourly planner. And oh. it's still cute. It's got the floral cover, but um, it's hourly. Yeah. Yeah. My to-do lists. Yeah. They're pretty thorough. That's a good note to end on. Yeah. Take care of yourself. It's worth it. <laughs> it is. Gym tan laundry, but without the tan. <laughs> yeah. Gym self, skincare. Self-tanner. Yeah. <laughs> and here's pale as I am. So that was it. Episode 22 with Katie Ray from the Coffee with Katie podcast. This is Jess, and I'm here to remind you to like us and rate us on iTunes, listen to us on Spotify, and wherever you listen to, Spotify, to, <laughs> to podcast. Um, I don't have my safety net of Elsa today, so 
this is the result. Um, what would you tell your teen selves? Let us know. Um, and as always, remember to own your I do moment. <laughs>